0: I'm so tired, guys, and I gotta drive tomorrow.
1: <laughs> How far are you driving?
0: Uh from DC to like the middle of North Carolina, so ideally it's a six hour drive. Yeah. I'm I'm just having to plan my route so I can avoid the mixing bowl. Where's
2: the mixing bowl?
0: <laughs> it's where four ninety five and ninety five meet. I posted a screenshot on Twitter of what I'm trying to avoid.
2: Oh. Mm. Time to start Ellen for
0: it's not Which stalking happened? if I tell you to go look at it.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, Corey, when you're done stalking, my Twitter level goes so I I'm can good. get going. Did you see the mixing bowl?
2: Yes. I don't want to drive back.
0: <laughs> no.
1: You just heard the second opening to the anime series, Yona of the Dawn. Um, welcome back to Manga in Your Ears. According to Corey, this is our ninth episode. Um, so I have Helen and Corey here and myself, April. Um, and Hi. we're going to talk about... <laughs> Hi, everybody. I guess I should give time uh, for people to actually say hello. But uh, like, like always, we're going to talk about... Um, One classic series and one sort of ongoing series. Um, So this week, the classic series is Cheese Sweet Home. Um, Cheese Sweet Home is a 12-volume manga series by Konami Konata. Um, It was put out by Vertical Comics. I think um, the original volume came out in 2010. Um, And again, there are 12 total. Um, I think the last volume came out in 2015, um, and then it was re-released in sort of um, larger Omnibus editions with three volumes a piece. Um, and those came out in 2016. Um, Cheese Sweet Home is pretty simple. It's basically um, about a cat or a kitten um, that sort of gets lost from her original cat family um, and winds up with the Yamadas. And it's basically um, a series that focuses on her adventures as a cat. And it sounds like it would be simple and maybe a little bit boring, but it's really, really sweet. Um, She has a very distinctive voice, even as a cat. Um, So to follow her adventures um, for so many chapters is is really entertaining. Um, But I didn't know um, how you all felt about it. The series has been around for a while, so um, I'm sort of curious to see what you all think.
0: It's definitely a sweet series. I mean, it's so safe that Vertical went ahead and they flipped the art and colored it in to make it more palpable for like young American comic reading audiences. So with Mm -hmm. that said, guys, this is something you really can't show your kids and they will just laugh probably. Yep. I hadn't actually read any of Cheese before, and when we checked last time, I was like, oh, my library has copies of this, I'll be fine. I discovered my library's copies of all the volumes, except Volume 1, so I've only read Volume 2, guys, I'm sorry. Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> I didn't miss anything too important. <laughs> uh,
2: just that Chi was picked up by the family and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I yeah. gathered that.
2: Oh, you, was Cheese still doing the, like, I'm trying to go back home part in Volume 2?
0: No, she thinks she's a human by this part. Okay. Well, she thinks she's she. She doesn't know that she's a cat. Okay. Oh yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah. So I guess in volume one the big uh, arc was that she was trying to go back home, except she kept getting distracted by like literally everything because she's a kitten. So <laughs> she would be like, oh, I have to find out. I have to find where my mom is. So I have to go find my mom, and then she would like be pegged or find something dangly and be like, ooh, what's this? And then she'd be like, No wait, I'm forgetting something more you think?
0: That does surprise me a little bit since there's a couple of gags in the second volume where she's like, Oh, I'm doing something. This reminds me of something and there's a little bit of art to show the reader, oh, she's remembering, you know, being near her mother and stuff like that. But she has no memory at all, so I'd assume that she was a really airheaded kitten who didn't remember any of that. It's a little bit of both. She is definitely of yeah. an airhead. Yeah. Oh, no, yes. I was guessing their apartment doesn't allow cats, because they were smuggling her out in a picnic basket uh,
2: at one point. Uh, their apartment yeah, doesn't allow cats.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a big plot point. It's probably, at least for this first omnibus, it's a, a large conflict. <laughs> yeah. It's the conflict, probably.
2: Yeah, I've also, I've also not read Chi before this. Uh, I bought the first omnibus, and then I got the fourth omnibus in the mail from Urkel because I was on their review list, so I don't have the second to... <laughs> In the middle you know, uh, but I did read the first one, and it was predictably adorable. Um, I liked the, uh, you know, kind of hiding from their kitten secret, and also the big bear cat that is causing a nuisance with everybody else. And um, yeah, it's just cute for all.
1: Yeah, I liked the uh, the bear cat too. At first, I kind of thought that character was going to be annoying, but I guess. That cat popped up so often that he, he or she uh, started to kind of grow on me, I guess. Um, I didn't know if you all had, like, favorite gags or favorite chapters. Um, I know one of mine, I think, is that vet thing where they they keep trying to get Chi out of the house, but they have to avoid the landlord or stick her in a, in a picnic basket or, or just try to catch her um, to take her to the vet. I thought that that was cute. I didn't know if you all had any favorites.
0: Definitely whenever she discovers a type of new food, that's pretty great.
1: I mean, she doesn't like coffee, <laughs> but she
0: really likes milk and tuna. And even her dry cat food, she's like, this is great.
2: <laughs> but then when she has, like, the, the cow's milk and then the tuna, she's like, this is the greatest thing ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is so true to life. <laughs> I remember when I was growing up, we had a family cat who didn't like me very much. It was my own fault. But even then, he would just <laughs> beg me every single day for ham when I'd be making my ham sandwich for lunch.
1: Aww. Yeah, I kind of felt like the author had to have had cats or, like, studied cat behavior very intensely or both. Because it's, it's if you have a cat, a lot of chi is... Is very true to life. Just some of the small things that I had kind of forgotten they do, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is really um, familiar. My my cat doesn't eat lettuce, but (laughs) there were definitely parts in it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'd actually forgotten that that was just a thing that they do. Chomp
2: on a giant peg of lettuce.
1: That was that was so I don't know the way that that was drawn because her whole mouth was over that whole lettuce (laughs) It was like hilarious.
0: (laughs) I mean, having a cat is a study in cats, and just trying to figure out what are you thinking. Yeah.
2: yeah. The the author does have a cat though. uh has talked talked about the cat before because it's still alive and kicking around, mm.
0: and
2: chilling out mm-hmm. whenever he goes to Japan with them. So uh, my yeah. my thinking is, or my thought is, that the, her cat is based, or she is based off of her IRL cat. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm flipping through it now just to take a look at it again, and yeah, the 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 color part of it really helps. And I mean, the broken into just regular square panel. So it's really easy to follow. And um we'll talk about this in the next, um the next sec- section, but I switched to Yona after reading this. And Yona felt so busy compared to Chi. Everything so sort good. of blocked off in Chi. And I'm Oh God, it's every, everything's everywhere in Yona. But yeah, I think the, the color really helps. And it, and it reads uh really quickly and it's pretty light, but it, It's still a fun read. I really enjoyed it. And and the volume went by fast. And like I said, this first omnibus at least has three volumes. And I actually thought it just had two, but it has three. Um, And then it also includes some side stories from her other series, I think, called Fuku Fuku, which I think was actually before Chi.
2: Yeah, Fuku Fuku Um, was published before Chi in Japan, but then Vertical got those books and has published them since then.
1: Yeah, that mm-hmm. one's
0: only two volumes, I think, and pretty recently out in the U.S.
1: Yeah, it hasn't been out for very long, and I don't think that that one's in color, is it? I've got it. I've I don't think so. About I don't it. Know. Yeah, it I think she away. was. <laughs> I think she was very uh, unique in that the whole thing was was in color.
0: Yeah, I don't like having to flip manga and coloring it in. Like, I just don't like having to do that. But it sounds like this was a really good seller for, for Vertical and. I guess if they got the author's permission and everything, it's, I'm cool with it. I don't know how these licensing contracts work, but, you know, like, how could I object to something if the manga got was cool with it? mm mm-hmm. yeah. I mean,
2: my like, from the conversations I've had is that they, uh, this was, like, is friends with Kanaka and worked closely with the translation and the coloring of it.
0: Wait, has he met her cat, then? Yeah. That's pretty close.
2: That's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably translating the volume, being like, "Cat, what do you mean by this page?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was another thing about this series, too, is that the, I guess I can credit it to the translation, maybe. And, of course, the original author. But like I said before, she has a really distinct voice. And then there are sound effects and stuff that just really don't, um, they don't, like, stand out in a bad way. They just kind of go with whatever she's doing and they convey a lot of her like bodily cat movements without being like really in your face um so even the sound effects and stuff fit her really well
0: yeah and in english chi has a really weird verbal tick like she'll kind of i think she was like tossing in some w's and stuff in some odd places like i'm used to seeing <laughs> characters with the nya ending and that people usually try to translate in english to be some sort of pun with meow in it but that's not what she did and that it seemed a little bit like a little kid who still hasn't quite figured out how to make all the sounds yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I did... wonder if thats I wonder if that's how it went in Japanese, or if they just kind of went, oh, she is a kitten. She doesn't know how to talk yet. She talks funny.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure what the case would be there, but I assume it was just because she is a kitten, and it was adorable <laughs> for her uh, mm-hmm. to talk like that.
1: So do you all know offhand if she, like, grows? during the series, or is she like a kitten the whole time? I don't know, since I know that there was an anime adaptation of this, and I think there was a second anime
0: adaptation. That was kind of like a spin-off, and she was still a kitten there, so I don't oh, think okay. she grows up.
1: Yeah, I wonder, And then I, I think she...
0: there was a third adaptation, which
1: was CGI. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> everybody <laughs> so loves was... G. Everyone
1: who yeah. gives she a sweet home. She's, she's very cute. I also really like Her relationship with the dad in particular, like, of course, she's close to um, the baby, but the dad in particular, I just thought their relationship was so funny. They're just always doing such silly things together. Um, I feel like the only person she didn't really have a super close relationship with was the mom. And I thought that was kind of she got left out of that. Um, But I liked the little gag she had and stuff with the dad, especially with the vet and all of that.
0: Yeah, I liked when he was sick. And he's trying to rest, but she's just so insistent he has to just try to tire her out. Because I think a lot of people forget that about cats. You get the cat, and you're like, oh, it'll well, just sit in me and purr. It's like, no, cats have a lot of energy. Cats need to be played with a lot.
2: So I just pulled up the fourth volume, and she appears to be a kitten still. Or at least the cat <laughs> appears to be very small as well. So I assume she hasn't grown that much.
1: Okay, yeah, I didn't know if she actually grew throughout.
2: There is a picture of Connell's cat in the back of Volume 4, the Volume 4 omnibus, and her son, at four years old.
1: Oh, We should post that on the Twitter if we're able to snag a picture of the back of that. That's kind of cute. I'd like to see that.
2: I will do that <laughs> if I remember.
0: <laughs> I and mean, you'll don't... remember when you're editing this podcast and you hear us talking about it, right?
2: Well, <laughs> a good one. will. <laughs> uh, the fukufuku fuku are not colored, though. I just pulled those out, too.
1: Yeah, I didn't think that it was. It it does look, um, the style looks a little bit older than she, so I kind of um that it was. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I had completely forgotten that, like, vertical actually colored this and that it wasn't originally in color, which I guess maybe speaks to the fact that it's not super jarring because sometimes colorized manga look horrible. So I don't think that that's the case here. Yeah,
0: no. yeah, they definitely used a light hand here, you know, just not very bright color, kind of light on the saturation. And so it blended in well, which is funny to think since you don't think of color as sort, something that blends into the line art, but it kind of does when it works well. When it work, works well, color really just complements the other aspects, the other elements of the art already present. Okay, that's it. That's as deep as I'm getting tonight. I'm done. <laughs> <What> about <laughs> about
1: line art. that's a different kind of deep (laughs) well I don't know if you can get if you can get super deep with tea really and I think that's maybe one of the uh, maybe one of the strong points is just kind of a a light read that that folks can relate to Um, so I don't know um, if we have any final thoughts about this one or if we have anything super poignant to say to round this one out but
0: Chi uh, is not my favorite cat manga, but it's a good, solid second.
2: Wait, what's your favorite cat manga, then?
1: Yeah, I was going to say,
0: no, Plum Crazy. 7C um, oh. started putting it out recently, and it's pretty cute and pretty silly and adorable.
2: I don't know if I've heard of that.
0: Well, I have a review of it over on the OASG, so you can just go read that.
2: Okay. <laughs> I agree. Cute. This cheese is very adorable. Uh, there are some larger moments of... of uh, importance when like they they're getting threatened to get kicked out because the cat's all running around and then she's (laughs) friend cat spoilers moves away and she's very sad and then i'm sure forgets about it by the next volume so she'll be all right
1: yeah i think that's a that's a good way to uh, describe the series is that she will be all right (laughs) even though she yeah she gets lost in the beginning somehow she always turns out all right and i I think that that uh, describes the series pretty well so um, I would think if you're looking for something like to read about a cat and who doesn't want to read about cats, except maybe dog people, yeah. um, then I would probably uh, pick this one up. Yeah. Or if you've
2: got um, kids who are uh, like starting to read,
1: <laughs>
2: then this
0: is pretty good for them. Yep, too. True, Look, kids, it's true. got pictures. That makes it easier to read.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was purposely uh, marketed that way. So, yeah, if you've got kids that like cats or if you've just got kids, then <laughs> it's a good pick up. Yeah, but with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, a newer series from Viz, Yona of the Dawn. Yeah.
0: Welcome back everyone. And now to talk about our currently ongoing series, we're talking about Yona the Dawn or Akatsuki no Yona, which is being put out by this is Shoujo Beat Line right now. Um Yona the Dawn is Shoujo, as evidenced by fact is being put out by the Shojo Beat Line. And I joke that it feels like a throwback shoujo. It really feels like a title that could have come out in the nineties. We have Yona, who is this spoiled princess who really wants to marry her cousin, which is questionable for several reasons. And she's trying to convince her dad, the king, you know, a couple, you know, one more time, please let me marry Suwon. You know, it's her 16th birthday. He's got to give her, you know, something nice. But when she walks into her room, she discovers that her cousin has murdered her father.
2: So Great birthday present, cousin.
0: Yep. <laughs> I really wonder if Suwon planned it like that. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so Yona <laughs> flees the castle along with Hawk, who is um, her childhood friend and retainer. And also and the, like the them,
2: lightning general or something or other.
0: The thunder beast.
2: Thunder beast yeah. He's a very <laughs> yeah, strong a person in their,
0: in their... There room. are people in the series with some magical abilities, and no, Hawk has no magical abilities. He's just that strong. It freaks out, <laughs> out <laughs> the people with magical abilities. <laughs> anyway, so the two of them flee, and they eventually end up kind of in the wilderness, along with this priest who relays to them, you know, there's been this old prophecy that, you know, how this country was founded by a dragon that turned into a person, and he had these other dragons, you know, support him? Yeah, someday those dragon warriors are going to come back, and the dawn will be restored, and Yona's like, I want my throne back. I'm going to go find these dragon warrior descendants, and we're going to go get my throne back. And that's what she does for the first part of the story. I
2: mean, that's what so, she's still going like, as of the volume that I just read.
0: Yeah, I think the volume that just came out in the U.S. is volume eight or so, which matches up with where the anime adaptation ended, which is where Yona has found her fourth dragon, and now it's like, now what? You can't actually take on an entire <laughs> kingdom with just you and this army of like seven people at that point, and like a couple of you cannot fight. So, <laughs> it's fine. They have so trouble. yeah, from the, yeah, I I kind of think of that as like the first big arc of Yona, and then the next big arc after that is kind of her going around the country trying to help out various people since her country coca has been in um some turmoil for those times she never really knew about it growing up but she's informed that oh her father made a lot of concessions to their neighbors who were nibbling around their edges and sue one's really mad about it and his father was against it and his father was supposed to be king but his father was killed under mysterious circumstances so all kinds of stuff like that they It's clear that whatever motivated Suwon to take the throne, it involves more than just Yona, And so she's trying to figure out, you know, all these things she never previously knew about her cousin, her country, her own life, and just put them all together and in some ways figure out who she's going to be as a person going from there. So I love Yona, my little warrior princess who will just Mm -hmm. stone cold shoot somebody in the head to protect her friends. You know, she's a badass. She's great. And one thing I especially love about the series, and one thing that also makes me a little hesitant to recommend it, is that it starts off a bit slow. Like, Yoda spends the majority of the first volume in a bit of shock because she has just seen her dad killed in front of her by one of her closest childhood friends. And it takes her a couple chapters to put herself back together and keep functioning again and find, you know, motivation to keep moving through life. And I think that's a really good thing. I feel like it feels really realistic and the pacing works since this is a long series. It's okay to take a little more time building up. But it does mean I have to convince people, okay, you need to watch like the first three episodes or the first read the first volume before you can even start thinking if you like the series or not. Which people don't like being told they have to do that.
2: And I think that first volume, like near the end of that first volume, is when the king is killed. So No, it's in the first chapter. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. it's first chapter. Yeah, it's, it's
0: the first first, second yeah, chapter. It's the end of the first episode.
2: I felt like it was way slower than that.
0: <laughs>
2: but, like, maybe that was yeah. the relative drudgery of her trying to get over that. But, yeah, it is a, a good journey for her to go through rather than just be like, okay, I'm fine. Let's take back the throne now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've only read this first one. and that's the only one that I actually had. And I actually appreciated that, that she was um, traumatized. Because of what happened to her, I, I feel like I kind of expected it to be like, um, that she was angry and she's going to go do whatever she has to do to get vengeance or to get the throne back or whatever. But she's uh, pretty traumatized like anybody would be. Um, I sort of feel like she has everything that identifies who she is taken away from her. She has the friendships that she has, um, the love interest that she has, and then the family all taken away at the same time. So I, I sort of appreciated the, the couple of chapters where she just had no idea what was up and what was down. So I felt
0: like that was at least somewhat realistic. She does still have the superior love interest, Hawk. She still has him. So that's <laughs> Yeah. I <laughs> think she's still,
2: uh, she's not still in love with her cousin. Like she is weirdly clung to him just because she has had those unrequited feelings for forever.
0: Yeah, and... She does continue to have some feelings for Suwon as well, since, like, in something that's really relevant to the events of the past couple of weeks. Just because she's seen him do this one terrible thing doesn't erase her history of having a truly true and genuine friendship with him. Especially since, oh my god, guys, there are some chapters farther along, which is a flashback to when the three of them are kids, and oh my god, it killed me. Oh my god. Uh-oh. It was just so cute. Look forward to it, please.
2: Just because you married my father doesn't mean that you're a horrible person.
0: Well, she's but still, still trying to figure out why, because this completely blindsides her and the readers. Yeah. You know, just what was going on that she had yeah. no clue about, and it turns out a lot of stuff. Could be like Itachi. No, we're not making Naruto references here. <laughs> that story went on for too long. I couldn't keep up with this. It's no.
2: too late now. I made it.
0: You can edit it out, Corey. <laughs> But yeah, April. I'm curious since I hadn't realized you hadn't read it yet. I feel like I've failed now. Uh, are you interested it's to tough. keep reading it or try out the anime? You know, one or the I, other. So
1: I, I think that I watched the anime the same number of episodes for volume one, so I'm, <laughs> I'm at the same spot in both. Um, yeah, I would definitely um keep reading, or, reading it or watching the anime. It's more just my own laziness than anything. And literally, this is the only volume that I own. But yeah, the, the series itself is. I mean, it's great. Like, um that first that first chapter with her father really is kind of a shock. Um, I, I kind of thought about it when I read, like, did it did you kind of tell? And I really feel like you could. not so it does sort of make the reader wonder, you know, what in the hell was going on to where she was blind to it and then the, the rest of us obviously are. And then like you were saying, um, in this first volume too, there are a few small flashback chapters just to sort of show what kind of dynamic. Uh, the three of them had when they were younger, and it is killer. The, even, even in the first time, man, they were really buddies, and he totally murdered her father. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's, it's it got a good setup, um, even in this first volume. And it definitely, it definitely feels like a 90s throwback. And, and I like that. I miss that stuff. So I appreciated the throwbacks a lot. I don't know if it was intentional, but it's definitely there.
0: Yeah. Cause when I think of like 90s shoujo stories, I think of stories that are like, Action, adventure, fantasy first, and then romance. Romance is there, but definitely secondary. And that's what it feels like in Yona. This feels like an action-adventure-revenge story with some fantasy, and then eventually Yona and Hawk are going to make out, I can tell. They're (laughs) going to make out. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, that's why it reminds me more of the 90s, because I feel like today, whenever you have a shoujo story, it's always kind of like... Adventure romance or romance than adventure. There, there's all the making hat is just much more central today and I don't like that. Yeah,
2: mm. Or there's not like adventure at all I and mean, something like My Love Story <laughs> or, or, <That laughs> or My Like a Monster.
0: Yeah. Well I would put those in different gonna... categories. I'm thinking strictly about like comparing fantasy to fantasy uh, okay. stories. <laughs> not comparing like realistic fiction, because of course realistic fiction's going to have fewer adventures in there because life is terrible like that. Really?
2: <laughs> you don't want to like <laughs> Have to go on a revenge quest to kill your cousin because he killed your father. And...
0: Which cousin? I have a lot.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: The
2: cool one? I don't know.
0: None of them are cool.
1: <laughs>
0: I have not had incestuous feelings for any of my cousins either. Thank you very much.
1: I <laughs> just only have that on record. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, Corey, thing. did you watch the anime?
0: I'm trying to remember.
2: Uh, I actually watched just one or two episodes of the anime, and huh. then at that point, Dana convinced me that she was not going to continue watching, so I wasn't. What? I didn't feel like continuing to watch, and then we heard your I praise.
0: I heard of Dana after the podcast.
2: <laughs> well, she eventually finished the anime <laughs> because she saw you talking about it, and I'm okay. like, well, I can't go back now because I just bought the manga, and now I'm committed to this path in life.
0: Okay, now I don't need to have words of Dana. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I've only watched a couple episodes of the anime, and I've just read the manga, which I think I enjoy better than even the anime's adaptation of it, so I'm just going to keep with it.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I think the anime's a good adaptation, but the manga's obviously the original. Yeah. And yeah, I have a hard time seeing why people who would who like Adventure Shoujo would dislike this series, because I feel like Yuna is a really good main character. Like, I think she probably falls into what people consider, quote-unquote, strong female characters, since she's interested in learning, like, swordcraft, you know, learning how to protect herself. But as the story goes on, she has a lot of empathy as well, and she starts gaining some political shrewdness as well, since mm-hmm. you can't solve all the problems in the world by throwing four magically talented dragon warriors at them. You can solve at your problems. some them, but not all of them. You can solve some problems, <laughs> like pirates. You can solve pirates that yeah. way, but-
2: and there, Yona is clearly growing as a character, just, like, from the expressions that she has in the manga, where she is this innocent queen, not queen, princess person that um, has, has been sheltered for all of her life. She doesn't really know much, and then by, like, volume 7 or 8, she is this hardened warrior that has seen her father die in front of her eyes. She's doing, going on this adventure for all these dragons and has to climb a very narrow mountain-y thingy for pirates pirate uh, captain that just kind of wants to, she fight has with to her, prove,
0: prove worth through a chest of courage
2: but the pirate captain also kind of wants to fuck with Yona
0: the pirate captain's a cool old lady <laughs> she
2: is a cool old
1: lady
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i just really love this series a lot i love yona my wonderful warrior princess daughter and i just like the entire series <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh Helen, did something, or you like a previous, this type of shoujo manga that you read before really drew you to this series? Or did you just come to this and then you're like, I know what I love now?
0: Oh goodness. I actually started reading this back in 2013 because a friend I had on Twitter who's no longer on Twitter started posting about um, screenshots and I was like, this, this was made from. <laughs> and, and i got so i got into this quite a few years ago but yeah it reminds me of some stuff like from far away or basara Ooh. stories which are very definitely adventure first in the case of from far away we've got a girl who's literally thrown into another world doesn't even know how to speak the language and you can tell there's going give me some romance in there like basara is going to be like a very bad romance but <laughs> um but yeah i like that it's definitely about characters having adventures first. And like Vasara, she's a very determined character. She's a very well defined character. Not defined solely by her relationship. She's defined by what she does. And that's what a strong female character really should be. Someone who's defined by what they do rather than solely how they relate to others. Bring back Maggie Shojo. Yona's trying. We need to do a full podcast at some point about all the wonderful shojo that CMX licensed that are now out of friend.
1: Because they
0: had a
2: lot of good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, obituary of CMS podcast.
1: <laughs> CMS. <laughs> we can totally call it that, too, that particular episode. <laughs> well, guys, I
0: think I think that about wraps us up for Yona. Do you guys have any other closing thoughts on it?
1: I definitely like the 90s feel. Um, I know I've said that before, but that's, that's one of the main reasons that I'm drawn to it. Uh, like Helen said, it reminds me of... Uh, things like from far away which is a series that i really like and it's just kind of nice to see a series like this in the u.s landscape again and it seems like at least the anime adaptation was popular so it's just nice to see it spring up again some of the like older um older 90-ish shoujo seems like it doesn't do as well i'm thinking of one particular series oh gosh i cannot maybe it a Kaze Hikaru or something like that. It just it's not super popular or something similar to that. That one's um, really like, dense
0: though. I tried to read
1: that one. And that I needed super, like a
0: flipping glossary of all the Shinsuke terms. Super like dense.
1: that one is I dense. Have, I have one volume of that, and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, but Yona at least seems like it's a little more um, accessible, um, and so I'm glad to see it here. Maybe we'll get some other similar stuff. I mean I've seen other Shoujo come out kind of in a similar vein after this, so uh maybe we'll get some more. But yeah, I do like it. I would recommend it.
0: Yep. Well Funimation's Escaflone Kickstarter also did really well. And this reminds mm-hmm. me of Escaflone in some ways as well. Although I think Escaflone is fewer dragons, I think so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I haven't seen Escalone, so I don't know yet.
0: Oh, I should note, though, that the art in um, Yona does not look 90s at all. It looks very modern-day 2010s, so there's nobody with giant pompadours or anything like that. The art yeah. does not look 90s at all. That's good. Well, yeah, I never liked the giant pompadours.
2: I like the pompadours. Some of the art, is, <laughs> the 90s art is good, but not all of it. You can tell, like, where the art has grown if you see her other, two of her other series were published by Tokyo Pop earlier, and you can tell mm-hmm. how her art has grown. Like, they have the same kind of character look even though it is in a much more modern style.
0: And storytelling. Yep. <laughs> I read some of those in high school. Oh, good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did not know that she was the author of, what is it, NG Live? I never, yeah. like, I, mm, I wouldn't have yeah, put that Yeah, and Spiral as well. <laughs> yeah, I, nev- I never, yeah.
2: <laughs> I think I read Mugen Spiral, but I don't remember if. One, I dig and two, I liked it if I did. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think I read some of Mugen Spiral. And from what I've read of NG Life, that is a trip. That is like gender bend sort of reincarnation love triangle from Pompeii into modern day Tokyo high school students.
2: That's weird. Though hmm. that's you know, she has the creative juices going even then, because <laughs> that's weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway, closing thoughts on the email. I agree with you, Helen. And everything you say.
1: Yay! <laughs>
2: Uh, I think I need, like, a a glossary of people here, though, because this is rooted in uh, some Korean mythology and Korean Mm. history, so everyone has two
0: names. Only very loosely. Yeah.
2: But, like, Suwon and some of those people have two names, and I'm not used to memorizing one name, much less two, so...
0: (laughs) No, Corey. Well, this is what the Wikipedia page is for, I guess. Yeah. Okay, guys, if you want me, if you want to hear more of whatever I'm reading, you can go find me on Twitter at Wandering Dreamer, where I post about a lot of things, occasionally manga. And I also post reviews over on the OASG, and I do their bi weekly podcast as well. And you guys, I say as if I don't already know where to find you guys.
1: (laughs) If you want to find me online, I'm mostly on Twitter at Manji Oren. um, And I'm also. Uh, the manga editor at the Organization for Anti-Social Geniuses, so I uh, edit some of Helen's stuff, and that's where you can find me.
2: And I'm on Twitter at K. Um, I do another podcast called the Taiku Podcast. It's about sports anime, usually, and I also write in the fandom post about manga sometimes.
0: Alright, everyone, that's our show, then. So, let's see. Corey, have you put us up on Stitcher or Google Play and any of those things since last time?
2: No, no one told me to. Okay, so. just...
0: <laughs> Wait, no, okay, I just go review more. us on iTunes then or leave a comment or yell at us on Twitter if you think we should be doing something better. Okay, hey, see you guys in two weeks. Bye.
1: Bye guys.
0: Goodbye. <laughs>